The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our guest today is Mike Brown. He's the founder of the Brain Zooming Group, and he's also a frequent keynote speaker, presenter, and facilitator on marketing best practices, innovation, strategic thinking, and social media. All those are things that we, of course, need to run our business as well. And we're going to be talking particularly about strategic thinking today. A little bit about the Brain Zooming Group. It helps make smart organizations more successful by expanding their strategic options and creating innovative plans they can efficiently implement. And Mike will tell you a little bit more about that. He's been at the forefront of leading Fortune 500 culture change, contributing new approaches in research and developing simplified tools for innovation and strategic planning. He's won multiple awards for all of this. And he's also the author of the ebook, Taking the No Out of Innovation, which is a guide to breaking through personal challenges so that you can live a more creative, and innovation-oriented life. Welcome to the show today, Mike. Thank you, Kelly. It's great to be here. All right. Tell us a little bit about the Brain Zooming Group before we get started here. Basically, what we do, I'll try and simplify it from... Uh, well, I just love the name of the company, Brain Zooming, so, you know... Well, and, we, and we try and live up to that brand promise. So the brain part is use creative thinking techniques and strategic thinking techniques and exercises to really get people to, to look at business situations in new ways, new opportunities with customers, markets. The Zooming part is we figured out how to do it really quickly. So sort of strip away all the stuff that a lot of times happens with strategy development that doesn't add a lot of value, doesn't move things along, and really just get to here's what we need to do to make it happen. So people should walk away after working with us and go, wow, I'm really mentally stimulated, and I can't believe we got that done that fast. And yeah, exactly, because a lot of times when you think strategic thinking or strategic planning, oh, my gosh, this is going to be boring, this is going to be tedious. But you, I've worked with you long enough to know that you've developed some processes that get people engaged, and it's fun, and as I real tell, result. As I always tell people, I'm a strategic planner, and I don't like to do it. I can't imagine that anybody else does. And I, I think what we found, and I, and I found this, basically brain zooming started in the corporate world, so I was it got developed on the client side. So I had to live with the results. We had grown as a company, and I got dispatched to help people be better marketers and better strategists. And I could have taken the t- typical approach and gone in and handed them templates and forms and said, fill these out and bring them back. Mm-hmm. But I knew people don't know how to fill out those templates and forms, but they know about the business, they know about customers, they know about markets, and they can right. talk about it. So we thought, well, if, if our charge is to help them be better strategists and do it quickly, let's let them be high performing in planning. And that's talk about it, think about it, explore it. And we'll document it, we'll capture it, and we'll turn it into a plan for them. And that's where a lot of the, the time savings come out mm-hmm. uh, of the process. And the other thing, again, because we were doing it in a very large company, was to really try and reach out to a lot more people. I mean, so much 
strategy happens, you know. In a vacuum with the executives. Yeah. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. they, And they've all a lot of times grown up in the same organization. Right. So they all think the same way. They have the same experience set. But there's all kinds of knowledge out with employees and customers who see things that an executive is never, ever going to see. So that's where we'll use surveys and and online collaboration things, anything we can do to reach out and get those pieces of information. So even if it's still eight people in a room, Mm -hmm. they've got the benefit of hundreds of perspectives and voices to make them a lot smarter, to to get to a strategy that really reflects the organization a lot better. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that today because you are here to talk about a book called Results, Creating Strategic Impact Throughout Your Organization. And you've already hit on a couple of key uh, messages in your ebook. So let, let's just talk about uh, some of the messages that you write about. One of your very first ones, in fact, your very first one, is about simplicity, and it is to simplify your organization's views about strategy. That goes hand in hand with what you were just talking about. Exactly. Uh, you know, if if eight people in the company know the strategy and nobody else can speak it or act on it, that's not very effective. And I think a lot of that comes with language. Um, I think people, particularly in leadership and management positions, have this feeling that, well, if it doesn't, if it doesn't sound complicated and it doesn't sound jargony, yeah, we, it must not be strategy. Right. Uh, we had an example. We worked with a, a client that was an incredible company, such employee-focused and, and so personable, and the, the owners, their, their sensibilities just went throughout the company. But they had done about nine months of work trying to do a strategic plan already. So they'd wow. had all these meetings. And I read the strategies they had. I said, this doesn't sound anything like you. Said, well, that's how a strategy is supposed to sound. <laughs> no, it's not. It should sound like you. So, I mean, by the time we had done, we had stripped out all of that language. And it sounded like them. And, and I think that's the thing, too, that's a value. When you have people throughout the organization participate in it, it comes back sounding like them. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I had that idea, or I remember when we talked about it, and it feels so much more organic than people went off, and now it comes back in this plan that nobody's ever going to look at because we really don't know what's in it, and I'd have to read 50 pages, and it's complicated, so I'm just going to go do what I do anyway. Exactly, and when they recognize parts of their own ideas in a plan, there's more ownership there. You know, change is always hard, and you get more buy-in if they feel like they have contributed to it. They Absolutely, you get more buy-in, and, and people are a little bit more on the hook, particularly True. the people who are actively involved in those conversations. Mm-hmm. It's a lot tougher to, well, I'm just not going to say I don't like this, and I'll just walk out of the room and then never do it. You can come back and say, well, we were all here, and we talked about this, and you never raised a hand. You never objected. Help me understand why Mm -hmm. that was. Exactly. Uh, there's that dimension to it as well. Now, we've been talking about the planning phase of it. Uh, We all know. Well, I guess maybe we don't all know, or you wouldn't have had to have written the book, (laughs) but but. Strategy isn't just this thing you do once a year or every couple of years and, okay, it's done, now we go back to work. It's actually something that's ongoing. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, and and I think part of that is starting with the idea of it's not about articulating something, it's about doing something in the organization. True, right. So you start with that perspective and then say, and again, my view is, what are the minimum things we have to do to actually go make thing ha- things happen? And that and that's the best strategy. Um 
when I started doing a lot of this work, I, I looked up some surveys where senior managers said that they expected to spend a third of their time on strategy. And then somebody else came back in and, and surveyed, you know, other mm-hmm. senior managers. And they said, well, we maybe spend an hour a month on strategy. And I think, I think a lot of that is because people view it as, well, if we're not off in a room doing it, it must not be strategy. Um, we tend to look at it, strategy as it's really doing what matters for the business with insight and innovation. And you're doing things that matter for the business every day. Now, if you can just look at those with facts and, and knowledge from customers, employees, and look at them in new ways, strategy happens all the time. It's not something far off that, well, this is three years from now mm-hmm. and we'll be strategic, but we're fine right now and we're just tactical. It happens every day, I think. So part of it, I think, is definition. Part of it is just simplifying and realizing the the business will run better if it's attached to important things for customers and what you're trying to deliver to shareholders or whoever mm-hmm. else are, are part of your important audiences. Yeah, now you hit on something there when you said it strategy happens every day. Uh, I I think that people forget that just because, all right, this week we've set aside to do strategy, to come up with strategy, that suddenly everybody's brains just function in a way that, okay, it's innovation week, we have to think about innovation. When it, it's just the daily shower moments that you have when you're going about your work day, or maybe you are in the shower, and you have those aha moments, or you, you know, key things come together for you. And if you don't have some sort of a mechanism or some sort of a way within your company to allow those to be shared at the times that they occur, then you're going to miss out on an awful lot as a company. Exactly. And that's a topic I think you and I have talked yeah. about a lot over the years. <laughs> of, you know, if, if, if strategy is, well, it's only when we have that template for three weeks in October mm-hmm. that we can, that's when the ideas count, you miss out on, right. what is that, 49 other weeks of the Absolutely. year of, of great ideas that people have. So I think that's part of it is, how do you how do you stimulate those conversations and those opportunities throughout the year? And I think some people do the idea box, but I think even that there's baggage associated with that of well, this better be a good idea if I'm going to put it in, or how am I really going to share this? As opposed to we just have a culture of when you see something, raise a hand, let's mm-hmm. think about it, and it doesn't yeah, again, have it to forward. be a weeks long process. Let's spend five minutes and see if this has got some life and we need to do other things with it or, well, interesting idea, but it, it's not really the time right now. Yeah, and I think I think to um, add another point to that, you have to make sure that the uh, upper-level people who are the final decision makers really stand behind that if they say it. I mean, one of the reasons the idea box has such a bad rep is because, well, I just know of an example here in the Kansas City area where – uh, they had an idea box, and every month the top-level executives were having to bribe people to put something in it so they could give away the gift card at the monthly meeting. And it was because the, nobody from the top ever really got behind it, encouraged it, uh, made the people uh, in the rest of the company feel like it was um, something that they could get behind. So they were always begging. <laughs> yeah, there's a problem there. If mm-hmm. you're, and I think a lot of that too, I mean, People who talk about, we're looking for the next big idea. Oh, my gosh. It's got to be a big idea. Right. I I know where you're going with it. At at times, we don't even talk about ideas. We talk about possibilities because it seems, oh, well, yeah, this is a possibility. I don't even know if it's an idea, but people will share possibilities Mm -hmm. or they'll share snippets of things. Yeah. When you start saying big idea, that's almost like you're you're judging already. Yeah, and people start closing down because they think, I don't have a big idea. Yeah, heaven forbid I put this out there and somebody, well, that's not a big idea. That's right. stupid. Why did you do that? Exactly. Okay, well, great. I will, I will take my ideas 
elsewhere to my next job rather than here. Yeah, or start my own company. Yeah. I've heard more entrepreneurs say that's how they got started with their own companies. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you have a chapter five in there, and it's about three strategic perspectives and three voices. What do you mean by that? It, it, it comes back to the, that idea of you need diversity in thinking for the best strategy, and, and we just see that time and time again. The, the three perspectives, and I've really been talking about this for a long time, is that you need people with direct frontline P&L experience, profit and loss experience. They understand the business, what drives customers, what's going to make dollars come in and fall to the bottom line, and you've got to have that. You also need people with functional expertise, whether that's marketing or accounting or any of the other functions that go on in a business, because they're going to have great ideas from a process standpoint. And then you need people with a creative spark who just look at ideas in a different kind of way. And it's not necessarily a third and a third and a third. We typically find it's about 40 or 50 percent frontline experience, about 30 percent, 35 percent of functional experience, and really only about 10 or 15 percent who need to look at things in a different way. And if you mix those groups together, you'll get great strategy. It, and we sort of live in the middle of that because a lot of times those groups want to kill each other because they all look at the world <laughs> so, so differently. So that's, you stay there and you facilitate. <laughs> well, exactly. The, the frontline people understand we're going to go on a little bit of a, a journey here and not everything's going to feel like today. The creative people have to understand this isn't about just let's go think of everything because at the end of it, we've got to do something with it. So it, it's finding that balance among the groups. The three voices – Something I've really noticed, we've been doing more work with communities where we sort of open up the doors and don't know who's going to walk in the door. Mm -hmm. And the things that I've seen there are there are a lot of familiar voices in communities. So the people who always show up at meetings, right. they're on the list of the people who are the most important people in the city, and they're always there. You need that. The other one is emerging voices. So who are young leaders or people on the fringes of that community that are bringing a perspective that isn't mainstream? And then the third, and I see this particularly in one person who inspired this category, was <laughs> challenger voices. The people who show up at meetings and communities and are just can come off as a pain because they're going to disagree with everything, they're going to be contrarians. But you need to include that, too. And, and we've really started to bring this in, even in thinking within companies and businesses mm -hmm. as well, of who are those other voices? Who are the young leaders, maybe, who would never make it into a strategy meeting, who could have a great contribution? And who are the people who are the naysayers, but, but in a constructive way, not right. I'm just trying to shoot everything down, but – I'm not just going to buy every new idea that comes along. Oh, that's great. Let's go do that. They're going to say, well, I don't know. I've got some issues with that. So when you put that combination together, you can at least sort of represent a wide variety of perspectives and voices that lead to a lot better strategy. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be talking about some more of the points that Mike, Mike Brown, who is the author of Results Creating Your Strategic Impact Throughout Your Organization, some more of the points that he makes in that book. We'll be right back. Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913 831 
800-331-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. We all want to run a smarter business, but how? The answer is ShopKeep, the iPad-based point-of-sale system that makes it easy to run a smarter business from accepting payments, tracking inventory, running marketing campaigns, and managing employees. ShopKeep does it all, taking the guesswork out of running your business. ShopKeep is just $49 per month with no long-term commitment. That includes ShopKeep Pocket, the app that lets you see your business's key performance data in real time, wherever you may be. Visit shopkeep.com forward slash smart today to begin your free trial. That's shopkeep.com forward slash smart. Hi, I'm Tamika Bryant. And I'm Christy Porter. We're here to talk about real estate that matters. We're going to talk about everything real estate. Anything you want to know from buying a house to selling a house, from investing in real estate to flipping real estate. We invite you to listen every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. or on demand with our podcast. Right here on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio at blogtalkradio.com. Just tune in at 9 o'clock Thursday. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> Can we just do that? Nine o'clock, don't touch it, just sit by your radio and wait. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Mike Brown. He is the founder of BrainZooming, which is a company that helps other companies pull together their teams to uh, create strategic plans, but in a way that you probably don't think about. It's a daily sort of exercise. It brings in all kinds of different voices. He's written a book called Results, Creating Strategic Impact Throughout Your Organization. Again, heavy emphasis on throughout. That also includes all the people, not just impacting all the different departments from a a process standpoint. So, Mike, I know you have um, a website people can go to to get this book. Yeah, brainzooming.com is our website, and we, we blog about strategy and creativity and innovation every day. If people would like to get a free download of this results ebook, it is at info.brainzooming.com forward slash smart companies. And smart companies, all those two words put together. So info.brainzooming.com forward slash smart companies. And then go out and get a copy. It's Twenty-some pages, pretty quick read. I reread it last night just to make sure I knew what was in it, and uh, and just kind of understand some of these concepts and how they can start to apply them. Each each chapter has an action step, so it's not like oh, I download this and I've got to get brain zooming to come in and do it. Each one has an action step and something that they can start to work with and think about to to actually start taking actions right away. Right, it is very hands-on, and and the action steps are. Uh, action questions and action steps are are very relevant to any business, really. When you talk about strategy, you also talk about combining structure and space in order to have productive thinking. Uh, what, what do you mean by that, structure and space, combining that? So I, I think a lot of times when people are trying to come up with new ideas, they'll go into a room and say, here's a clean sheet of paper. We're starting with a clean sheet of paper. Let's go. Yeah, and then all the every mind in the room goes blank. <laughs> blank. I can't think. I had ideas, and now I can't think of them. But so often that's what people do. Well, what we find is the real value comes if you can give somebody a structure to help them think, help them get started, and not to control their thinking, but just a, a different perspective, a, a, a different avenue into a question, or ideally, instead of 
taking one situation and looking at it one way, take one situation and look at five different ways because mm-hmm. you'll get different ideas. So the, the, the white space comes from, yeah, you want to take the parameters off of how we've always done things and, and provide that freedom. But the structure is give people a way to be what I call high-performing strategists. Kind of comes back to that idea of a template and just mm-hmm. fill it out. Well, I don't know what to fill out. But if you ask me to start thinking about customers in a new way, oh, I can do that. Or, or, yeah, this market opportunity, maybe if we provided the benefit we do in a different way, oh, wow, that leads to a lot of new ideas. So that right combination is really at the heart of of what we do. And as I said, I found out in the corporate world, that helped people be a lot more strategic, even if they weren't trained, Mm -hmm. because they had good business sense. This just really featured their business sense in, in a more impactful way. Yeah, and sometimes it is hard because sometimes this is the first time anybody's ever been asked to think this way or to participate in this way. And and so once you can kind of get them used to the idea that, yeah, we really do want to hear from you, then it, it's amazing how they can open up and, and some of the things they have rolling around inside their heads. And sometimes it's amazing to find out some of the things they've really been doing on their own, right. kind of under the radar uh, unofficially so they don't get in trouble that are really helpful. That's And that's it's interesting because that's one of the questions we use about what workarounds are customers using or mm-hmm. employees using to make the whole operation go because that's either the signal of a problem that needs to get fixed or that workaround may deliver more value than the standard process. So right. how, do we, how do we take best advantage of that? Exactly. Let's go, in the time we have left, let's talk about the larger question I think all of this begs, which is this seems like a wonderful idea, strategy, uh, to implement in companies. But what about, how, how do you even go about starting this? And, I mean, let's say, you let's think about two different scenarios. One is you have a company where the the top people just don't get it. Maybe I'm a mid-level manager and I'm trying to say, hey, let's adopt um, Mike Brown's brain zooming ideas to simplify the conversation. And and they just can't really seem to get them to the upper um, level people to buy in. And second of all, the upper level people um, do buy in. But as I just said, people are so used to working in this very structured uh, environment that (laughs) – even though they've given their blessing for this, they can't get people to really open up and think about a new way. So so both of those scenarios, how do you go about implementing all this? In the first one about the top people don't get it, but I'm a middle manager, I'm a, an emerging leader. Um, to a great extent, that's who the blog is written for. Mm. It, it's, it's written for the person who's in the company that maybe thinks it wants to be innovative, but really isn't, and they need tools and resources. So that's sort of right at the heart. And I had somebody come up to me at the end of a, a creative thinking workshop last year, and uh, they said, well, you, know, you need to go talk to our senior leaders. It, it's one thing for us to know, us, know this, but you've got to go talk to them. So, so what should I do? I said, start tomorrow. They're like, well, no, no, no. They need to, I said, no. What can you do with what you control? How can you change things? Mm-hmm. How can you involve more of the people that you work with at, at, in your department or at a peer level? and start to demonstrate that change and just show that there is a different way to do it. Now, it also helps, you know, I had the advantage at one point in my corporate career where we went through a turnaround and a lot of the people who didn't get it got shown the door. Uh That helps too, but (laughs) I think you can start as a middle manager and just start with what you can influence. On the thing where upper upper level people get it and and people have worked under a rigid structure, I think it's going to take time. It's going to take a demonstration that, 
this isn't just something we're saying and we'll change our minds in six months and go do something else mm-hmm. again. I was talking to um, a leader in an organization, a senior leader the other day, and this person was talking about just some of their frustration of their people weren't coming along. I said, well, okay, your predecessor wasn't a really great leader. How long was that person there? You know, like 10 years. Oh. Said, How many of the people predated your predecessor? None. They all came after that predecessor was in place. I said, you have to understand, they don't know this organization other than this right. very negative controlling environment. You've been there a few months. That's not going to change. That's mm-hmm. going to take time, but you've got to help them grow and understand that there's a different way. So I think you can, you know, if you're sitting at the top and saying, I've come in to try and change things, it may take more time than you want. But what will accelerate that time is, is really tangible proof that we believe this. We're changing our behaviors and we're rewarding and celebrating people who appear to be on the program and are, are coming along with us. Great advice. And one more time, if somebody would like to get a copy of the ebook, you're um, providing them at what address? It's at info.brainzooming.com forward slash smart companies. And you also meant, so go out there and, and sign up for the book uh, or download the book. And you also mentioned your blog. Uh, we have to talk about that for just a minute because it is a wonderful blog well, and you. you, you put it out on social media. You can follow you at brainzooming on Twitter. Right. And uh, how can they sign up to get your blog? Uh, yeah, you can either, when you download the ebook, there's a check off there if you want to subscribe to the blog, or there's basically on any page on the blog, there's a thing to, hey, I'd like to get this via email, and you can confirm that and you'll get it. And the, the main website is at brainzooming.com. Yeah, and the blog is not only uh, very informational and full of really good ideas to implement, but it's entertaining, and occasionally he even draws in his blog. And those are the best ones. <laughs> Occasionally, I need to. I used to have a humor blog, and I need to probably bring more of that in and do more cartoons. But maybe yeah. that's a goal for next year. Yeah, his cartoons are pretty amazing. So uh, go out to brainzooming.com, get signed up for everything, and you'll change your company. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful Thank having you, you on Kelly, the show I again. It. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at ithinkbigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.